Ford F-150 Lightning. What Ford have done is Ford has the 44-year running best truck on the market. And what they did is they take all these years of technology, all this innovation, and electrify it. Number one concern by far is the range. The range, how far can I go until it's dead? This is the Language of Business, a podcast to inform and inspire entrepreneurs. Anyone thinking about a startup or a small business looking to rebound from the pandemic, hear about strategies that work and strategies that don't work from people who've been there and done that. I'm executive producer Don Kelly. Our host is Gregory Stoller, Harvard MBA and senior lecturer at Boston University Questrom School of Business. In this episode, we do a shameless plug for vehicles that are fully electric. The new Audi e-tron and the new electric Ford F-150. They've just got a presidential test drive. Here's Greg Stoller. Thank you, Don. How charged up can you get about that new car you want to buy if you're worried that it's going to run out of gas? Or I guess in the context of this episode, you're going to get to 0%, the dreaded zero, on your car's battery. We're on location with Patrick Comerford, Internet Sales Manager at Audi Westwood, which is a suburb of Boston. And welcome to the Language of Business. Thanks for having me. Good to have you here. What is the number one concern that your customers have about electric cars? Number one concern by far is the range. The range, how far can I go until it's dead? And how far can you go before it's dead? So Audi right now, the main electric vehicle that we have, it's the e-tron SUV. It can go in ideal conditions about 220 miles. 220 miles. And putting that in the context of regular math, if you're going 60 miles an hour, is that just under four hours, somewhere around there? Correct. Yeah. But if you are stopping and starting or if you're in traffic, does that impact it at all? It can. The more accelerations you're doing and hard braking that you're doing, you're going to diminish that. And what happens if you're in hot weather or cold weather? Hot weather, if you're running the HVAC system, if you're running the AC and you're really blasting it, that's going to draw energy from the battery and you are going to lower your maximum mileage on that. Same principle with the cold and also batteries are less efficient in cold weather. So you're going to lose a certain percentage of your theoretical maximum battery in uh, the wintertime. The pundits of the world are talking about really accessible charging stations. How accessible are they really? They're probably a little bit more accessible than you might think. We're not there yet in terms of making them ubiquitous or extremely convenient. With the navigation system, you can tailor your route to hit up some chargers along your daily commute. And a lot of people are doing um, chargers at home. And what does it take to actually charge the car so you're not concerned about range? An hour, 40 minutes, an hour and 20 minutes? Help us understand that, please. If you're doing the level two charging, that's the kind that you can do from your own home. You'll get a full charge overnight. Probably takes about six to eight hours overnight. If you go and you stop off at a shopping center, numerous grocery stores, etc., have charging stations, you can probably get another 30 to 100 miles while you're shopping. Okay. And what is the difference between a level one, level two, or level three charging station? So level one, that is going to be the normal outlet that's just like in your wall. You can use an extension cord, you can run it from the garage, you can plug in, you can charge your car. That's going to take several days to fully recharge. Literally. Yeah, so that's really not super practical. 
Now a level two charger, that's gonna be use the same type of outlet that your dryer at home uses. So a lot of people are doing that from the garage. They're running a different type of outlet. They have their electrician put that in. That's a level two, that'll recharge overnight. Level three, that's really the high end, the super fast chargers that you can find at the Department of Transportation stations. That'll give you about 80% in about half an hour. Okay, but if you wanted to put one of these in your home, like your dryer, how much does that cost? I've heard of a range and it seems like the average is about $2,000. Okay, let's talk about Audi now. How are the 2021s and 2022s gonna be different than what you have now? Audi has made the commitment a couple of years ago. They said that the future, it's gonna be electric. So they've rolled out their first electric vehicle the Audi e-tron SUV. It comes in two forms, says the e-tron and e-tron Sportback. It's just a style difference. For all intents and purposes, the same car. So that car debuted in 2019. So the 2019, the 2020, and the 2021. 2022, we're adding the e-tron GT. That's a sports sedan. It's going to be very similar to the Porsche Taycan. If you're familiar with that vehicle, it's going to share a lot of technology with that vehicle. So now they have the SUV and now you're going to be able to get your sports car as well. And what's the selling pitch on Audi as opposed to other manufacturers? It's the fit and finish of Audi. It's the Audi Quattro. It's just the Audi quality and reliability that people come to expect with the combustion engine. It's in the electric motor as well. Absolutely fantastic vehicles. They're fun to drive. Being in New England too, they're the best cars in the snow. So best all-wheel drive and a very luxurious ride too. And what about repairs to electric vehicles as opposed to their combustion engines? And you mentioned the word liability a few minutes ago as well. Yeah, I was actually very surprised when I reviewed that. It's much lower cost of ownership. With combustion engine, there's a lot more components in that motor that need servicing, oil changes, etc. With the electric vehicle, you don't do any of that. The brakes last longer. So it's actually lower maintenance costs than a traditional vehicle. For people who have range anxiety or hybrids, a better compromise. That might be a good bridge car. I tell people a lot when they're shopping for an all-electric car. A lot of my clients, what they'll say is that for 99% of my driving, 200 some odd miles, that's more than enough. It's that one trip to New York City from Boston or up to Maine that gives them the range anxiety. And so a hybrid is actually really good compromise where you can get added performance of the electric vehicle, but you can always stop off at a gas station at any point to refill so you won't be left stranded. Patrick, what is the price differential between a new electric vehicle versus a combustion engine? The pricing on the electric vehicle, it's in class with similarly equipped models. So if we're looking at the pricing of an Audi e-tron with an Audi Q8, which are both similar in terms of features, performance, there are certain tax advantages to going with the electric vehicle in the form of tax credits. Right now, there's a $7,500 tax credit for full electric vehicles. So it's not even a deduction. It can go directly into a lease if you're leasing your vehicle, $7,500, or when you do your taxes at the end of the year on a purchase. The hybrids do have a rebate of $6,700, but the gas engines have no tax credits. And Patrick, what about a dollar-to-dollar -dollar comparison, $1 of gas? gas versus $1 of electric charge. It's market-based pricing for gasoline. It changes day to day. When you're looking at the equivalent MPGs of say the Audi e-tron SUV, you're getting about 70 miles per gallon. If you're comparing the average cost of premium fuel, call it around $3.25. It's about 70 miles per gallon. So for a full tank of gas, say 20 odd dollars, that's about $70 
of gasoline to fill the tank, one full charge of electricity from your home, it's a fraction of that. So there is savings in terms of what you're actually paying at the pump versus drawing electricity from your home. Do you personally have an EV? And if not, when are you going to get one? I do not personally have one now, but definitely my next car will be an electronic vehicle. It will be an e-tron, either the GT or the SUV. I've firmly decided that that's the way to go. Patrick, thank you very much. Thank you. Appreciate it. Patrick Homerford, Internet Sales Manager at Audi Westwood. Don, back to you. Thanks, Greg. Still to come, an electric pickup truck that outperforms the gas version, not just in operating costs, but in payload, when the language of business continues. I didn't even realize what it meant to be in a top-tier business school until my first day. And I just really, for the first time, felt like I was in a place where everybody knew what was going on and everyone was incredibly driven to study this and perfect this field. And so I think being in a top business school really means that you are finding the barriers and the edges of the field and pushing them a little farther. And that's what Questrom has taught me over the past four years. Questrom's really helpful because you get to not only study the basics of business, such as accounting or marketing, but you really get to dive further in and to see applications of the health sector and how business applies to sustainability efforts around the world. They really want us to kind of focus it on four emerging areas, and those areas were healthcare, security, sustainability, and technology. Those are really where the jobs are going to be. They really want us to come out from the Question School of Business and be able to work in any area of the industry. Interested? Go to bu.edu slash questrom. You're listening to the Language of Business plug for electric vehicles. Now we'll hear about the new electric Ford F-150 that got a presidential test drive. Back to Greg Stoller. Thank you, Don. So many people these days are talking about electric vehicles, but that part of the conversation usually is around cars. What about a truck? U.S. President Biden recently test drove one and, if you'll excuse the pun, was floored. We're on location virtually with Tusani Parag of Quirk Cars in Quincy, Massachusetts, and welcome to the Language of Business. Thanks for having me. What about the F-150 truck? Tell us about it. What makes it so special? So what makes the Ford F-150 very unique, and not just the Ford F-150, but the Ford F-150 Lightning in particular. What Ford have done is Ford has the 44-year running best truck on the market, and what they did is they take all these years of technology, all this innovation, all this creativity that's going on, all this in the marketplace and electrify it. What other way to bring to the market a new product, very reliable Ford F-150 pickup truck? So what's there not to be excited about? Everything is there to be excited about. The safest vehicle, good towing capacity, good safety, tons of technology. We could go on and on and on. And what makes it better specifically than the competition? What gives it an edge over the competition? It's 44 years running. So 44 years running, the best truck merged with the electrification of giving you, well, we're targeting a 300 mile full span on the battery, as well as tons of safety features. It's the first ever you're gonna see something going down the road with the Ford logo on it. That is a pickup truck that has zero emission, that has good mileage, that gives you awesome safety capabilities, and of course, it has the nameplate, Ford nameplate attached to it. Let's now talk about pricing. Ford F-150 electric compared with combustion engines or hybrids. All right. Pricing, I would, I would say, personal preference, it's very, very similar. Because when you get into the pricing structure of these vehicles, you could start out with an entry level for a combustion engine, slightly a bit cheaper, maybe... 33 to 34,000. That's a two wheel drive unit. But once you get up to four by four, it is 40. And that's the benchmark for the lightning. But when you go on the high end scale, this is going to be a high end truck. 
take out a loaded combustion engine F-150, you are missing out at about 70, 80, even 90,000. And that's where the lightning maxes out. There's not much of a gap. It really comes down to preference. Do you want to be the person driving the newest, the latest technology with the reliability, tons of built for tough experience behind this vehicle is what it's going to really come down to. And of course, what better way to come to market than to cause ruckus with a Ford F-150 all electric? It, it doesn't get any better than that. You just said Ford Tough is a Ford F-150 Lightning electric as durable as a hybrid or combustion engine version. Just as durable, if not more. Because when you're looking at this, you're going to be getting a dual motor setup. You're getting a dual motor setup on military-grade steel, still with aluminum box sitting on top of it. So not only have you had this proven, since 2015, this technology has been around, they already mastered it. Now they put this hybrid technology system to make it all electric. It really doesn't get better. It really doesn't. As we've learned in this episode, the cost of ownership for electric vehicles is far more cost effective, especially when it comes to high gas prices, etc. But that's for cars, not for trucks. What happens in terms of cost of ownership? Similar stuff, similar stuff. I mean, there's still going to be that combustion market because a truck is a truck. But at the end of the day, for the person who's purchasing a truck, today's marketplace, you're looking for zero emission. You're looking for tons of technology. You're looking for safety. You're looking for reliability. And the Ford F-150 hits on all those cylinders, you know? So when you look at the product per se, and when you look at the marketplace, if you're not careful, the EV world will take over the car business eventually. Right. It will take over the car business. Do you think it's going to take over the truck it will, business? It will also compete. It will take some time because when you look at the long-term and the long-term use of trucks, but then you look at the first entry. The first entry, we're prospecting to to tow 10,000 miles, like this is unheard of. You're coming to the market with a Ford F-150 electric projecting to tow 10,000 miles. It doesn't get any better. Now, what you got to work on is probably, you know, a little bit more gearing issues, a little bit more of a two-speed type setup, maybe even go to a four-moto setup to give you more torque at lower speeds, that type of thing, to fully capture the truck market. We already dominate the truck market. Ford owns the truck market. And what better way than to electrify their core product? Like we have the core product for the truck market, years running. It sells itself, for a lack of a better term. But when you look at the longevity of the whole thing, when you look at the long term of the whole thing, the F-150 Lightning will be a prominent sell, 100%. Do you think the margins are going to be similar for hybrids or combustion engines? Margins? <laughs> Funny you touch base on margins. I'm expecting a better margin, to be honest. Clear cut. The kind of customers that are interested in this type of stuff, it's a unique type of customers, but it's customers that appreciate technology, that appreciate the zero emission. This is not customer that's looking for, can I get the best bang for your buck? I don't care if we got a gas guzzle, a V8 vehicle. No, this is customer that want to be connected, that want to have tons of safety features, that want reliability and wants the technology. That's the way everything is going. Like we caught on years ago with the Escape. We caught on years ago with the Focus. Again, that's car SUV. We stretched the palette a little bit. We got into Explorers. Now you're stretching the palette even more. Once we are able to fully perfect this product, I'm anticipating this to take over the full-size family SUV model because this is an expedition calling right away once it's in the F-150. I love your passion. You mentioned gearing challenges and other issues that are works in progress. If you had your druthers right now, what one or two features would you wish the Lightning has that it doesn't currently offer? Honestly, 
I wouldn't want to see Ford build an all-electric F-150 and fit a plow onto it. If you could fit a plow onto a Ford F-150 Lightning today, hands down, you're light years ahead of everybody else. Because we're already light years ahead of everybody else. The stuff that really differentiate a truck and test a truck is its ability to do trucky things. Yes, it's safe. Yes, it's got good towing. Yes, it's connected. But now let's put a plow on it and push some snow. And then you could say, huh, I know you're not going to get range. That's a given because you're pulling more from the battery. But now it spells tough and it spells capability. So if I would have a say what the lightning could do, I want to see a flow on it. For my second option, I really have none. They hit on everything. I'm being honest with that answer. They hit on everything. The only thing I would love to see down the road, maybe second gen, third generation, is put a snow plow on it. That's all we need. We're in New England. That's all we need. When do you expect the first ones are going to come to the Boston area? Well, right now we're in reservation status where you go through uh Ford.com. You could select us as your designated dealership. It's Quirk Ford in Quincy, Massachusetts. But then all you do right now is just select your time stamp position. We haven't started manufacturing these yet. Your guest is as good as mine. However, once you put your details in, like myself have reserved one, I've been getting emails. Yes, your order is in. I haven't gotten an email yet for scheduled production. But as soon as you get scheduled production, it's three months after that, then you'll see them on the road. And you yourself are putting your money where your mouth is? Absolutely. That's great. Tusani, thank you so very much. No problem. No problem. Thanks for having me. Pleasure. Tusani Parag, sales manager at Quirk Cars, talking about the Ford F-150 all-electric truck coming soon to your area. Thank you for being on The Language of Business. Don, back to you. Thanks, Greg. And that's our look at the latest plug-in technology for electric cars and pickup trucks. Support for The Language of Business is from Boston University Questrom School of Business. We now have downloads in 40 states and 75 countries. We really appreciate the support. The Language of Business is available wherever you get podcasts. Or just ask Alexa. Our social media is by Jennifer Powell of the Excellent Writers Group. Music by Randy Barth of Oswee Media Group. Consulting producer Helen Tierney of Happy Accident Productions. Direction, audio editing, and voiceover by yours truly. Special thanks to Mike Carruthers of SomethingYouShouldKnow.net. I'm executive producer Don Kelly. For Greg Stoller and the entire team, thanks for listening to The Language of Business.